Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa. A product of Tyler Media. Reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Welcome in to the Thunder First Take Postgame Show. Chisholm Hall, Madison Morris, Matt Burton. At this point, we just need to do all of them. The three of us are becoming totally quite should. the crew. Honestly, this is my favorite crew so far. No offense to anybody else who is part of this team. Oh, I've been giving Brady so much trash that you and I have been working together so much I know. Yeah. Brady, he is wallowing right now, but he had a great night because he got to watch his Heat win. He did. He did. Oklahoma City does fall to the Miami Heat at home, 115-108. to This is not the same game that we've seen the past few times with the Los Angeles Lakers um, uh, on Saturday this previous week. Um this is not a, another team shooting the ball at an unremarkable uh, at a remarkable pace. This wasn't an offensive explosion for Miami where it didn't feel like it came from anywhere. This was Oklahoma City being underprepared in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Miami ran, and I know Matt Burton, being the basketball aficionado that you are, ran what looked to me like a matchup zone for most of this game, and Oklahoma City had no clue no. how to get away from the zone defense. And here's the biggest telling stat. Oklahoma City tonight. Madison, take a guess on how many threes they shot. Uh, Probably too many because that is a trend for this team. More than they should have been shooting. And I can't exactly get on board with the whole, no, keep shooting, like, keep shooting your shot. No. I mean, if it's not falling, don't chunk up those uh, very what, – what was the word I used on Twitter? I, I made an awesome Twitter – or an awesome tweet earlier, and I thought that it was just perfect. It was uh, desperation threes. That's it. And that's so- exactly what they did. Tonight they shot 46 threes. Oh, ew, gross. 46 threes. They averaged 30 on the year. Now, oh, they did no. hit 18 of those. So they shot 39%. So the percentage is fine. It's not bad. But what what it, it felt like almost a little bit happened here is the mentality of this team changed. They have been so good this season about driving and kicking. Drive, mm-hmm. kick, drive, kick, drive, kick. Dennis Schroeder getting into the rim. Chris Paul getting his little free throw line jumper. Shea Gillis-Alexander doing his long, giant Euro steps and getting layups. That's been the identity of this team. Three-point shooting has been a factor of that, a beneficiary of that. Tonight, they were shooting threes to create other offense. And while the three-point shooting was going fine, that's because Danilo Gallinari had himself a heck of a night going 7-12 from the three-point line. The percentage was fine but it made the rest of the offense stagnant. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of standing around, a lot of passing it around, and they just weren't attacking the zone in an aggressive fashion. But we'll get into that all and so much more here on the Thunder First Take Postgame Show, live from the Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel, Caddy Corner, the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Great places to come grab a drink uh, or food before or after an E-Single Thunder home game. Myself, Madison, TV's Jerry, Bray Trantham, John Hamm, David Garrett, Desmond Mason, we're all here. We're all here at some point during game day, so come swing by, introduce yourself. We'd love to meet you and take get yourself taken care of by this awesome staff here at Flint. All right, we'll go ahead and go with quick reactions here, Madison. What was your thoughts on tonight's game and kind of how Oklahoma City fell by 7 to Miami? Honestly, tonight I kind of predicted it to go a little bit like this just because I feel like Miami, they were the better team. They came a lot more prepared. They looked like the better team kind of from the get-go. And they led this entire game, Chisholm. I never really saw them falter at all, especially I think Oklahoma City, they pulled it within eight or six at one point. And I looked over you. It was there in the fourth quarter. I said, wow, they're going to come back and win this game, and it's totally going to throw us all off because I thought the Heat, they did a pretty spectacular job of just getting every single shot that they wanted to get throughout the game. They looked 
they looked very physical. They looked more, uh, I don't know, they just looked more aggressive. They presented a lot of challenges to Oklahoma City. They were tossing up those desperation threes like nobody's business. The Thunder were at that point. And I feel like that speaks a lot to the, uh, the type of defense that the Heat were presenting tonight because they were just extremely challenging for Oklahoma City. And it was just, it was a game that they couldn't overcome. And so the Heat just looked real good tonight. They were taking a lot of like smart shots. They were passing around a lot and they were doing exactly what the Raptors were doing a couple of nights ago to Oklahoma City. And it was just this really awesome tactic of uh, kind of gathering everybody up underneath the rim and leaving the um, perimeter wide open. So it just it didn't look good for the Thunder. They really didn't play a well-rounded game. They didn't look prepared. They didn't look aggressive. And, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's It was kind of a disappointing loss because it just there was a lot of airballing. There was a lot of, like, really sloppy shots. I don't think that it was – you know, the Thunder's best night. So it was just kind of disappointing if you're a Thunder fan. But I always say this after a Thunder loss, nothing to panic about. I think they're going to have to really take something from this game because they do have a quick turnaround for tomorrow night. And so, yeah, this game, it was ugly. And uh, I, I wasn't a fan of it at all, Chisholm. I just thought it looked really bad, and they just didn't look like they were ready to play this game. Matt Burton, Oklahoma City was out with their starting center tonight. Steven Adams, he suffered a right knee, uh, right knee, right knee contusion <laughs> on Wednesday night. He actually wasn't on the injury report yesterday or this morning, but it was still a late scratch from this Thunder starting lineup. Good news for Oklahoma City fans leading up to the game was that Nerlens Noel, after missing a few, a handful of games with a right ankle, uh, was going to be able to slide into that starting center position. Nerlens Noel was out there, and Matt, you and I have had a lot of conversations about how sometimes we prefer Nerlens Noel out there over Stephen Adams based off what he can do. Do you think Stephen, though, Matt, would have made a difference tonight in this loss? I definitely think so. Um, I, I'm sorry, Madison. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hammer down on uh, Mike Don't Scully do here. it. I'm gonna Don't do, do it. it I'm gonna do it. I need okay, to get, ahead. need to get Stephen Adams healthy. Need to get Nerlens Noel healthy at the same time. So we don't have to play Mike, Mike Muscala that much more. I'm just I'm I've I've got to say it. I'm putting my it's foot down and fine, saying it, Matt. Madison. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, um, I don't disagree with you, so it's fine. Right? No, I do think Steve would. I mean, Steve is a good basketball player, so I mean, he's <laughs> definitely going to help that. But what he wouldn't have helped tonight, or I mean, he might have helped. Um, the Thunder weren't doing anything on offense for the better part of three and a half quarters. They weren't doing anything. They were, Miami is running that matchup zone, and all five Thunder players were out on the perimeter, just standing there. They weren't for the majority of the time. They were just standing there, not doing anything, passing the ball back and forth. No one was moving. No one was cutting. No one was trying to create or take anyone off the dribble, like we've come to like we've come to see from, like you said, Chisholm, from uh, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, those guys. And then when they started making that run, I guess you could call it a run at the end. They cut it to single digits. Um, they they started attacking the basket. They started making things happen, and that's what you got to do with the zone. You can't just rely on shooting threes, especially when you're not hitting them, um, when, when no one else is hitting them besides Gal- besides uh, mm-hmm. Gallinari. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, I was done. Sorry. <laughs> zone defenses are something that these guys have seen before. I mean, zone defenses are very popular in high school basketball. Zone defenses are even popular in college basketball in certain conferences. Mm-hmm. Zone defenses not popular in the <laughs> NBA. Uh, if anything, they are hardly ever used. You could tell that these guys didn't know exactly how to handle it, and they struggled to get any type of offensive flow that didn't involve just passing the ball around the perimeter. And it. 
it was so obvious that they hadn't encountered it. They hadn't practiced playing against a zone defense, at right, least in yeah. my eyes. And they looked so unprepared as an NBA team of what you needed to do. And to Matt's point, everyone seemed to be standing at some point on the perimeter yeah. and throwing the ball around in a circle. And next thing they knew, there's seven seconds left in the shot clock, and they're trying to force something. It just felt static and inconsistent all night on the offensive end, despite the fact, really, them shooting the lights out of the gym from outside yeah. the arc. The, the three-point percentage was great. Now let's actually talk about some of the reason why that is as we rattle down this box score. Danilo Gallinari started a power forward tonight. 33 minutes, 7 of 15 from the floor. 7 of 12 from the three-point line for Danilo. 6 of 7 from the free throw. And he had 27 points. He was the leading scorer tonight for Oklahoma City. 6 rebounds, 4 assists. He felt like he was... It felt like he was a part of the only reason Oklahoma City was hanging around in this game. And that's oh, what they far. were doing. No, by far. I don't know about you guys. It never really felt like at any point Oklahoma City was going to strike and take the lead. It just kind of felt like they were consistently hanging around and Danilo being a big part of that. No, absolutely. I think Danilo Gallinari, he was definitely the star of this game. Every single shot that he made was from deep. And, I mean, that was kind of the theme of this night just because I think the Thunder had this idea, you know, they saw the heat. They were getting every single shot they wanted to start the game. And that actually, like, it was... It was a recurring thing throughout the entire game for the Heat. I don't think they ever let up. They were always getting their shots. Now, if you do look at the box score, the Heat shot 14 of 36 from the three-point line. Guys, I thought it was going to be way more than that because they were getting every single shot imaginable. Uh, Duncan Robinson, he was shooting lights out from three. I mean, it was he was 4 of 11 from three. Who? Duncan Robinson. Who? Does anyone know who that is? Oh yeah, played at Michigan. He wore he wore twenty two. He wore twenty two. Stop. stop. Okay. Hey, he wore starting lineup for the Heat. Deuce, he deuce. is a star. I thought that was you out there, Matt Burton, for a second. I thought I got confused. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's me. If I were uh, six eight. Okay, gotcha. Hey. Same exact player, other than that. Well, now that we've uh, well, uh, cleared that up, Matt he Burton may be a little bit more athletic. Heat. It's okay, Matt. You still have time. It's okay. Yeah, no, so, I can grow. As we continue down the box score, Nolan's Noel, the starting center tonight, in place of Stephen Adams, 21 minutes, 4 of 6, 1 of 3, or 1 of 1 from the three-point line. Let me tell you, I missed the Nolan's Noel three-pointer in live action. Oh, guys. Uh, I did not miss it because I have a Twitter account. People were pumped. No, guys, that was the coolest thing ever. That was Nerlens. That was the coolest thing ever? Do you guys, yes, because you guys remember in preseason, that very first game in Tulsa, the very first Thunder points, I count preseason a little bit, of the Thunder season was Stephen Adams taking that three-pointer, sure. and he made it. And so now, Nerland's Noel has been out six games. He comes back tonight, and he immediately hits that corner three right there at the Thunder bench. That was so awesome. Was that more in remembrance of Steve or excitement of him coming back? I think that was more of like a, hey, I know I've been out for a while. I know I'm back. It's time for me to come back. And like Nerland's Noel, he had the first seven points for the Thunder. He had a block. All of this happened under four minutes of playing time. Like, he was ready to play, and I thought he looked good whenever he was out there. Yeah, ten points tonight, four four defensive rebounds, six total rebounds, three blocks, three personal fouls. He was fine. He was really electric to start, um, but he did taper off. This isn't a good matchup for him. Bam Adebayo, uh, the power forward slash center for the Miami Heat. It's a bad matchup for him, definitely on the uh, inside. Chris Paul, starting point guard. For this Oklahoma City team, 34 minutes, 6 of 10 from the floor, 2 of 6 from the three-point line, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, 14 points. Again, the classic Chris Paul stat line, Mm -hmm. as you see here. He tried his best to take over in the fourth quarter, but he, like the rest of the team, did struggle to get his own shot in this game. Screen and rolls Mm -hmm. don't work against zone defenses. No. 
No, I, see, I like what Chris Paul brought to the floor tonight just because, yeah, it was a little bit of a quiet night if you do look at the stat line. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job trying to rally this team there in the fourth quarter because, like we said, they pulled it within eight. And it kind of looked like, hey, this team still has about a little, it was like a little over four minutes. They pulled it within eight. I kind of thought that they could do it, but at the same time, I was just thinking, you know what, Miami's going to have an answer for just about every single thing the Thunder put up tonight, and that's exactly what they did. So, yeah, the Heat are going to run away with this. I kind of saw this coming from the beginning of the game just because of how uh, efficient Miami was and just how precise they were on every little thing that they were getting. And so, you know, I still want to tip my hat to Chris, Chris Paul with this performance because I do think that he did a good job kind of orchestrating this team. And he's even said, he said countless times, you know, we were at practice a couple of days ago, and actually I say a couple of days ago, it was yesterday. And he said, this is kind of a weird thing that this team is doing right now, you know, kind of like faltering off in the first half and having to claw their way back in. They need to stop doing that. It's something they're conscious of. But Chris Paul, he's so adamant about staying positive with this team and kind of um, getting out there and really getting into these guys' heads and making sure that they know that you know, anything's still possible. Like we can still do this. Let's like at least go out and play a a well-rounded game, do the best that we can. Honestly, it wasn't enough tonight, but I do believe that Chris Paul is still doing some good things out there. The other starter in this game in the backcourt was Terrence Ferguson, who actually had to leave this game early due to an illness. Mm -hmm. He only played seven minutes tonight. Flu's Uh, going around folks. Zero, zero from the floor. Zero points. Zero rebounds, zero assists. Terrence Ferguson, seven minutes. That's the Terrence Ferguson experience in seven minutes or 34 minutes. <laughs> Doesn't make a whole lot of difference. No. All right, Matt Burton, Shea Gilders-Alexander, the young buddy star. Everyone's in love with them. There's jerseys that are littered all over the Chesapeake Energy Arena. The future of Oklahoma City, the mayor of this town, 5-13 from the field. Ugh. Two of six from the three-point line, six of six from the free throw line. Nice. Five rebounds, eight assists. 18 points. Still waiting on his 2020-20 game that he promised after the other <laughs> night. Uh, but that was not quite this performance. What did you see from Shea tonight, Matt? Um, honestly, if you would have asked me how many points he had, I, it would have been way less than 18. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't notice Shea a whole lot just because what I was noticing was them just throwing the ball around the outside and firing up threes. So it didn't see it's not it wasn't a game uh, tonight where where Shea could really blossom. I mean, he he's best whenever he's driving into the lane. That's what that's what he's known for now. Is the way that he can get to the basket is almost like a veteran. He's he's a veteran at getting uh, getting to the basket, and he just he didn't really get to show that tonight because the Thunder weren't doing anything on offense. They were not trying to create anything on offense tonight, and uh, so I don't know. Shea, that it'll be all right. I mean, he's he's a good player, still only his second year, but and you're you're gonna have games like this. Dennis Schroeder, 38 minutes, played a lot, started the second half uh, tonight it's because of Terrence Ferguson being out. 6-16 six from the floor, 3-11 of 11 from the three-point line. He seemed to really be settling for the outside shot. Seven rebounds, eight assists, 18 points. Uh, a, a decent night from Dennis Schroeder, but as I mentioned, it really felt like he was settling for an outside jump mm-hmm. shot in large stretches of this game. Hamid Diallo, the young man that Matt Burton and I have fallen in love with so far in this Thunder season, 23 minutes, 5 of 12 from the floor, 1 of 4 from the three-point line, uh, four, or 6 rebounds, I apologize. No assists for uh, Hami and 11 points in this one. Oklahoma City go. overall shot 44% from the floor, 39% from the three-point line, as we mentioned earlier, and 89% from the free-throw line. A, a, a fine night 
it's not that bad because if you compare it to the Heats, it, it, they kind of look like they shot the same, but that's not the case at all, which yeah. is kind of weird. Miami Heat shot 41 of 84. They shot 48% from the field. A little bit better than Oklahoma City, but only 38, 39% from the three-point line, 80% from the free-throw line. Their leading score uh, was a multitude of men. It came from all over, mm-hmm. but none. The shooting guard, the rookie who's kind of taken the league by storm from the outside, was 3 of 17, 3 of 5 from the three-point line, 22 points. Bam Adebayo, who I mentioned earlier, who's kind of a Swiss Army knife for, Swiss Army knife for this Miami Heat team, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. And the guy that everyone actually is aware of, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy <laughs> Butler had 14 points tonight, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Just a handful of assists short there. But Miami was scoring in a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler in double digits. Duncan Robinson in double digits. Bam Adebayo in double digits. Karis Nunn in double digits. Kelly Olynyk in double digits. Derek Jones Jr. in double digits. And Goran Dragic in double digits. They played nine guys tonight. Seven of them got to double digits. Madison, is that a reflection of the Thunder defense or a reflection of the Miami offense? I think that is a direct reflection of Miami's offense because they are I mean, they're shooting really well right now. In the past 10 games that they've been on the road, they've shot about 53%. And so they're not a stranger to shooting really well when they are in a different arena. I think that they played very well tonight. I think they feed off of each other. They pass around a lot. They kind of find their shot before they chunk something up. And I'm not saying that the Thunder are not doing that. Um, I kind of think that Miami just played, oh, dare I say it, a little bit smarter tonight because they did find their shot. They had um, a lot of success on the offensive end. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to trash the Thunder defense too much because I actually did think they played pretty well. Um, guys like Nerland Sowell, he played pretty good defense. I thought Shea Gilders Alexander, he even had um, a little bit of a swat there. And I, it's not, it's not on the box score, which is weird, but I witnessed this. <laughs> and so I swear to God this happened. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the Thunder played decent defense. It didn't really look like it because obviously Miami was getting their shot. But I think that's more of the fact that Miami is so talented on offense they have some really good shooters they have guys uh who are really able to hit that three ball i thought that duncan robinson he was so good when he was able to do it uh myers leonard he shot two of two from the three-point line bam i did uh, i can't even say it bam i did adebayo adebayo bam adebayo bam adebayo, adebayo. that just adebayo. rolls right off the tongue yeah. i'm also lying but yeah i just thought that these guys they found their shot they shot it super well they're very, uh, just very athletic, and I thought it was just a direct reflection about how how well this Miami offense is able to perform. For sure. All right. We've rattled through the box score. We've talked about all the team stats. Let's go ahead and get ready for our player of the game, Matt Burton. Now, the Franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Can I go first? Sure. Okay, cool. My player of the game is Mike. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> it's gonna be Danilo Gallinari. Miles, Myers, My, I was gonna say Mike Myers Muscala. Muscala? Mike Muscala. Myers Muscala. Myers. Myers Muscala. Yeah, sure, we can go with that. Or is it Mike? Mike Leonard. Leonard. No, uh, none of the above. So my Thunder player of the game is going to be Danilo Gallinari uh, for obvious reasons. He did, I mean, Chisholm kind of already went through this. He scored 27. The next highest scoring Thunder player was 18 points. Danilo was the only one able to crack 20 tonight. And that's just because he was such an efficient shooter, and he has been the past couple of months. I feel like he has been this entire season. I thought that he was really able to kind of put a clamp down on the pressure that Miami was presenting I honestly didn't think any of these other guys were able to do it, but Danilo was. He was able to find a shot, and, I mean, he did have all seven 
or all seven of his shots came from the three-point line. And uh, he was pretty efficient at the free throw line when he was able to draw fouls. So, I don't know. I think Danilo, he was a more well-rounded player tonight. I thought that he played just very efficient for what this game presented. Even though it didn't come out the Thunder's way, uh, he's definitely going to be my player of the game. Matt Burton, your Thunder player of the game? Yeah, I don't think it can be anyone else. It's Danilo Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari was the only not one. Not Mike Muscala? It, no, definitely not Mike Muscala. Dang it. Definitely I was hoping one of you would have How about him. this, Matt Burton? Who's your anti-Thunder player of the game? Don't My say it. Anti-Thunder player of the game. Um, don't. Uh, do you want me to be honest? Okay, yes. I'll be honest. Uh, Deontay Burton. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, no. I know. I'm sorry, Deontay. I'm proud of you. I love you, man. I love you, man. <laughs> love you, cuz. I love you, cuz. It's okay. <laughs> but no, it's got to be Danilo Gallinari for the player of the game. It has to be. No one else, I don't think anyone else even really comes close tonight. I'm going to give it to Terrence Ferguson because he realized what was going to happen tonight and said, how can I call in sick for this? He's like, no, I'm out. I don't want to be a part of what's happening. Can I leave? Here. Can I go home early? <laughs> you know, you know. I don't know if you guys have ever waited tables. Oh yeah, or been a bartender. I have not worked in the service industry. There's always that one guy who always tries to leave early. Like just always. Yes. yes. Always I mean, I tries to leave early. Work oh yeah. Retail. It's Terrence Ferguson. There's some of those. He's like, hey guys, do y'all mind closing up? Can y'all close? I'm gonna, is it, I got some stuff I gotta <laughs> do. Can y'all you, close you think up? Be okay. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you five dollars to do some of my closing stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's Starbucks that yeah, morning. everyone acts like $5 is $50 million <laughs> right, in yeah. that situation. Yeah, I'm like, wow, $5. Yeah, sorry, I'll stay here an extra 20 minutes because you gave me $5. There's my rent for a month. Thank you Hard so much. pass. <laughs> and that was Talking Bartending with Matt Burton, Chisholm Hall, and Madison Morris. All right, this is the Thunder First Take postgame show live from the Flint restaurant underneath the Colt Court Hotel right here on Sheridan Avenue, Caddy Corner, the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Great place to come grab a meal or a drink before or after any Thunder home game or away game. Great menu. I know Madison has got some food that she's very excited about. She's got the Gulf yes, shrimp. Yes, I do. That she's going to be digging into later today. Uh, and so she has that to take care of. I had a beautiful Caesar salad they put together here for me. Uh, salad kick, January 2020. Oh, I get it. New I Year, it. new me. It's fine. Yeah, so uh, make sure you come down here to Flint Restaurant and have this great wait staff take care of you. These bartenders are awesome, and they'll talk you through just about anything that you want to know about the menu or about any drinks here at the Flint Restaurant. We'll get on the other side. We'll do around the association with Matt Burton, everyone's favorite producer, next on the First Take Thunder postgame show on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. Thunder First Take postgame show, Chisholm Hall and Madison Morris, live from the Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcor Hotel. Having a great time, enjoying the drinks, getting the food. It's a great place to come hang out. So come down here to Flint. A before or after any Thunder home game or away game or random Tuesday that there's not any game. Flint <laughs> would be more than happy to have you down here in downtown. It's a great spot for sure. All right, Oklahoma City was not the only game going on in the NBA tonight. There was others. So let's get to it. Let's go around the association. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right. Been having problems with this computer back here, so uh, give me about five seconds, and we're good. Okay, <laughs> didn't even need, didn't even need the five life. seconds. Like didn't even need the five seconds. Matt wow. Brown, you are so good. Did I time Thank travel? You. Thank you so much. <laughs> so we're going to start off in uh, Indiana. Indiana hosted the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight and got a home win 116 to 114, led by TJ Warren with 28 points. And Carl Anthony Towns led the way for the Timberwolves with 27. 
Big time for Cat. Carl's back. Carl is back. Did you know, uh, look, I, I'm going to get the stat wrong, but Minnesota's win-loss record against above 500 teams is somewhere close to like 5-19, and 19, I think. 5-18. and 18. They've been horrible against Dang. good teams. Yeah. Horrible. So this is a good win. Good win for Minnesota. Uh, the Thunder shouldn't feel too bad about losing to the Raptors the other day as the Raptors got a home win against the Wizards. 140 to 111. Ouch. Tonight. The uh, Raptors had three players score over uh, 20 points. Looks like the Wizards had the same problem the Thunder did in that they couldn't contain Norman Powell, who led the Raptors in scoring with 28 points tonight. Uh, Terrence Davis also had 23, and Marc Gasol with 20. Leading scorer for the Wizards was Troy Brown. That's right. I'm sorry, who? That's right. Everyone guessed it. Troy Brown. I have never heard that name in my life. Well, now you did. Put Troy up 22, 22 yeah. and a loss to the Raptors. I'm pay attention to the Wizards. He's an NBA player. I know Troy Brown. Okay. Okay. Washington uh, famously cannot stop a nosebleed but loves scoring points. But whenever they can't score points, it makes their games real boring. <laughs> Chisholm, rough night for your Bulls as no, they – No, what? I'm what? emancipated. <laughs> no. I'm emancipated. <laughs> Shout out to the word that we learned the other night, emancipated. Proud uh, of us. Chisholm has emancipated himself from the Chicago Bulls and his fandom as they lose 100-89 to 89 uh, in Philadelphia against the 76ers. 76ers were led by Furkin Korkmaz with 24 tonight. Uh, Furkan, Furkan, I guess. Furkan Korkmaz. Yep. You he heard goes by me. Frank. You heard me. Frank. Frank. All right, Frank Korkmaz. Uh, they also had three players in with uh, with over 20 points. Ben Simmons and Al Horford also had 20. And Zach Levine led the way for the Bulls with 23 points. Uh, the Grizzlies... Get a home win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, just the the Grizzlies are they're the eight seed, right? They are indeed the eight seed. If what is you going take on? the past month, they have the third best offense in the league. Hmm. Third best offense in the league for the past month. And I don't know if you guys have checked Twitter recently. There is a clip of John Morant going up for a tomahawk dunk and then spinning 180 degrees in the air and throwing a behind the back pass. That will blow your oh mind. Oh, my good gracious. Okay, I've got to see that. I will see that during the break. Wait, did uh, you guys also see how Tristan Thompson got ejected? I did not see that. It was fabulous. He smacked, uh, gosh, who's the guy who looks like a lobster? Uh, <laughs> oh, um, his hair. The guy that has the hair. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. He looks like a lobster. <laughs> looks like a lobster. I've the lobster did like not help. When you said hair, that helped me. Yes, yeah, his hair. It looks like a lobster. He smacked him on the bootay and got thrown out of the game for it. Well. You can't do that. Odell Beckham Jr. has taught us that you're not allowed to do that. So Cleveland needs to chill out. Continue, Matt Burton. <laughs> Cleveland does need to chill out with the with the ass slapping. Come on, Cleveland. <laughs> uh, this one just went final. I don't know uh, how the Hawks made a last-second shot, but the Hawks beat the San Antonio Spurs just went final, 121 to 120 in San Antonio. Uh, Trey Young led the way with 31. Cam Reddish, the rookie from Duke, poured in 22. Lamarcus Aldridge led the way for the Spurs with 30, and Demar Derozan with 25. And one at halftime. The Mavericks are hosting the Portland Trailblazers, Ooh. and the Mavs are up nine at half, 72 to 63. Ooh. 
That's a good one. I want to watch that one. That is a good one. That is a good one. Are you telling me, do we need to wrap up the show so you can get home? Yeah, we need to go and wrap it. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> Thunder fans, you'd be paying attention to that one. Uh, Portland's going to be here tomorrow night. Portland is going to be here tomorrow night, coming off a back-to-back after playing in Dallas tonight. That'll be that'll be an interesting, interesting one to watch. I know you mentioned the Atlanta game, Matt. I don't know if you saw this clip either. Uh, DeJounte Murray. I did see this. Remove Trey Young's soul tonight on the basketball floor. <laughs> well, I've uh, seen I've seen people get crossed over. I've seen people fall down. I've seen people trip over their own feet. I've never seen someone get crossed over so hard that both feet left the ground Yikes. before landing on their own butt. Well, Trey I've Young never is... seen someone jump backwards because they're so crossed over. Trey Young's like the worst defender in NBA history. So. <laughs> But it was, it was impressive. It was truly outstanding. I'm here for I'm I got all the Dejounte Murray stock. I got all of it. I own all of it. The whole island is mine. I live there by myself. Well, yo, everyone else sold the sold their rights to it during his injury riddled season. That was a fun play for sure. Thunder fans do, do need though to pay attention to that Dallas Mavericks Portland game. Not only because Portland is coming here on Saturday and Portland is below Oklahoma City in the standings, and now that seven seed that we all thought was pretty locked up starting to whittle away at their lead. Over the eighth seed of the Memphis Grizzlies, which is hilarious to say. Not only for that reason, but also because the Dallas Mavericks currently sit right above Oklahoma City in the standings. Dallas sixth at 26 and 15. So if Dallas does have an unforeseen loss tonight to the Portland Trail Blazers, that first off would make them four and six in their last ten, but also only two games above Oklahoma City for the sixth seed, despite Oklahoma City losing tonight. Look out. The Western Conference is getting thick. Uh, a lot of people all in two big clumps. Let's talk about those now. The Los Angeles Lakers, the best team in basketball in the Western Conference at the moment, 33-8 on the season, is your number one seed. And now here's one of those clumps. Denver Nuggets, 29-12. The Los Angeles Clippers, 29-13. Utah Jazz, 28-13. The Houston Rockets, 26-14. The Dallas Mavericks, 26-15. Two through six is right now separated by three games, about half the season to go. It is going to be a slugfest. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm going to assume that Dallas will likely be the sixth seed. But if you're the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Jazz, or the Rockets, you have to do everything in your power to not be the four or the five seed. What's crazy to think about right now, Madison, in the Western Conference, is that the Lakers, if you take these five, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Rockets, one of those teams aren't winning in the first round. Yeah. No, it's going to be interesting. I think the Western Conference is so stacked right now, and just because everything it can be, I don't know, it's like the weirdest teams. I mean, you would you would predict them seeing like the talent that they have right now, but maybe last season this was a totally different case. So right now the Western Conference is very competitive, as is I mean, as is the Eastern Conference. I mean, Miami Heat are sitting at the number two seed there, and that was totally unexpected uh, maybe last season. So everything's a little bit flip-flopped right now, but I totally agree. I think Oklahoma City, especially being in the seventh seed, they're in a good position. Like, if they're going to stay there, I wouldn't be too, you know, down on them right now. They're still above 500. They have 23 ones. I think they have a good chance to come, um, you know, present a good challenge to Portland tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Western Conference is weird, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. I feel like there's a lot of talent, and uh, it's just it's going to be its own challenges as uh, the season continues on. Matt Burton, currently the Oklahoma City Thunder are three games, sorry, three and a half games behind the Dallas Mavericks right now without that Portland game going final, um, and the they are three games above the Memphis Grizzlies. 
So my question to you, what is more likely? Oklahoma City passes the Dallas Mavericks to get into the sixth seed or they fall below the Memphis Grizzlies or insert another team here and fall to the eighth seed? Uh, more likely, I think the Grizzlies catch the Thunder. Why do you hate Oklahoma City? Um, because of what they did tonight. Because of what they did tonight. That um, No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. No, I really Big don't question. hate Oklahoma City. Um, no, I do think that that is more likely. I don't think... Uh, basically, I don't think the Thunder is as talented as the Mavericks. Just flat out. I don't think they're as talented as the Mavericks are. Uh, you got a guy that's probably leading the MVP conversation or in the MVP conversation with Luka Doncic. Uh, Oklahoma City doesn't have a guy uh, of that caliber. Uh, I think it's more, it would be more likely for the Grizzlies to catch Oklahoma City than Oklahoma City to catch the Mavs. Okay, so let's tackle the important question that Thunder fans probably are thinking about but don't want to address themselves. Is this who Oklahoma City actually is? That month that we had, they were really great for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Won a lot of games. We had a lot of teams we weren't expecting. Was that the anomaly, and this is closer to who the Oklahoma City actually is? Losing close games to really good. Miami is a really good team. Yeah, they're, they're second team. in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. They're a really good team. But is this who Oklahoma they, They're going to lose close games at home to really good teams. They're not going to be able to hang around when other teams are shooting well. They're actually going to be a little bit closer to kind of who we thought they were at the preseason than who they were in December. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I I said this a couple of nights ago, and I know I was a little bit down on this Thunder team. I really do this, think that this is kind of the team that they are because I think they were really outperforming, like Chisholm said, around Thanksgiving, kind of going into Christmas. I thought they were playing pretty good basketball even a little before that as well. Uh, however, I think we're starting to see really what this Thunder team is. And they're good. They have talent. They have leadership. That's awesome. But is it enough in the Western Conference? And I, I honestly don't think it is. And so – yeah, you have guys like Gallo. He's playing super well. You have guys like Chris Paul. He's leading everybody pretty well. Shea Gilders Alexander. He's he's not streaky by any means, but he'll have nights where he has like that twenty twenty ten game and he just looks phenomenal. But then he'll have nights where it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, the box score says he did well, but nothing was clutch, nothing was timely, nothing really. You can feel his impact greatly. during the game. Exactly, and like I didn't feel his impact at all during this game, and I mean that's just going to be how it is. Not every guy is going to have a great game every time they step out onto the court. And, you know, no knock on Shea for anything. I thought I think he's done very well this season. Um, just however, I think this is kind of what this team really is. They're going to come in. They're going to compete. They're going to perform. But I don't think it's going to be enough to take them over the top. And so, yeah, I just – I don't see them. I agree with what Matt Burton said. I don't see them catching Dallas because, yeah, they have Luka Doncic there. And, I mean, that's just – that's enough for Dallas, and they don't really have someone like that right now uh, here in Oklahoma City. I mean, I, I just said it, but Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's not up there yet. He's getting there. He's leading. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, he's a fantastic player, but it's just there has to be something more in this conference, and they just don't necessarily have it yet. And I say yet because, I, I mean, I think anything's possible for this team. They can always surprise people. They can al always evolve as a team and kind of, like, figure – uh, just a few things out and tweak a few things, but right now I don't think they have it. I think this is pretty much what this team is. They're going to give it, uh, Thunder fans some pretty good games, but I don't think it's going to be anything absolutely astounding. This is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. When we get back on the other side, we'll give you the upcoming schedule for Oklahoma City, our predictions of how the next few weeks are going to go for this basketball team as they head into the weekend. Also, small, very tiny but a little bit of breaking news happening on Twitter right now. We'll give you all that update more here on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.
Thunder First Take Post Game Show live from the Flint Restaurant underneath the Colt Court Hotel at the Flint. The Flint. The Flint. Great place to grab a drink or food before or after any Thunder home game or away game or random Tuesday that you're needing nourishment in your body. Flint would be happy to have you. This wait staff is great. The manager is absolutely incredible here every time we are here. And the bartenders are very knowledgeable and helpful with all of your orders. So make your way down here downtown. I said there's a little bit of breaking news right now on Twitter. I got Madison a little too excited. I got really excited about that. I oversold it. It's still good, though. Tim Duncan has dreads. And I don't mean like little tiny like twists. I mean dreads. Like dreads. Tim Duncan's got dreads. Where did this hair come from? I don't know. Sports Center just tweeted out a video, a short video of him and uh, Vince Carter, you know, hugging and uh, talking to each other before the game or after the game. I, I assume probably after, actually. Uh, and let me tell you, it's shocking. It's shocking <laughs> to see him with hair like that. He's on the coaching staff now at San Antonio, obviously. I think Pop told him to let his hair down. He took him a little literally. It hey, was do it. It was a shocking experience to see Tim Duncan with dreads. Matt Burton, have you seen the Duncan dreads? I had seen them. I had seen them already, so it didn't surprise me. But okay, but it I is was, still weird to see Tim Duncan with with dreads. I was like, I mean, I was like a Trey Young trying to guard, guard Dejounte Murray when I saw those dreads. Just knocked right back <laughs> on my butt. Had no chance. They're fantastic. Hey, good for him. I mean, if you're able to grow that kind of hair and you want to put him in some dreads while you're there in San Antonio. Should I grow dreads? Yes it. or no? Uh, yes. No. That's what I think, too. My wife says no. Absolutely. What? My wife's very anti-dreads on me. I mean. She's a smart lady. She knows best. She, you say she's a smart lady? She's a smart lady. I totally agree, but I don't know if she's in line with the dreads thing. Come on, guys. Dreads are fun. Do it while you're young. Chism, you're young. Fun. Do some dreads. Okay, now, we all are young, all of us here yes. on this show. Especially me. Wow, okay. Just saying. <laughs> You're special. We're not. We got it. I am young. Continue. When are you not young? When is, um, is there, what, what age? Because it's not now. I, don't, I, I'm, I am still young. So I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah. I'm 26. I'm not young anymore. That's what I'm saying. But when, it, when do I stop claiming that? Um, maybe when you hit the dirty 30. Is 30? Matt Burton, is 30 the answer? When you hit 30, you're no longer young. Yeah, I feel like it. It just depends on who you're talking to at the time. No, we gotta get we gotta get standardized here. Like if I'm ta- on, if I'm talking to my if I'm talking tests. to if I'm talking to my niece, who's a ninth grader. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. But like you're only twenty six. But well, if I'm talking to, to your, how about this? If when I'm talking to Jerry Ramsey, to is young. If I'm talking to Jerry Ramsey, I'm young, man. I'm young. I'm the youngest person you alive. If I'm talking to Jerry Ramsey. That's true. But Jerry but when do you, considers himself middle-aged. When do you socially have to stop referring to yourself as young? I would and say. Because people right now do like the old, like, oh, I'm so old, but they're not being serious. No one actually thinks they're old when they're 26. No. But w- So what is the cutoff line where I'm not allowed to refer to myself as young? I say 30. I'd say 30. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Okay. So I got, I turn, I turn 27 in April. Oh, God. So I got three more good years in me left. <laughs> I turn 27 now, I want month. you. Yeah, I want you guys to pull me behind the barn. I will be 24 and a half uh, next month, and there we're all go. celebrating. There you go. You guys are all invited. Well, th- no, because you just now invited me on a Her pity invite ID. on the air. Her fake Oklahoma ID says City. she's 24. <laughs> Takes a loss at home now. They are now 13 and 9 at home. 108 to 115 to the Miami Heat. As we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Miami Second place right now in the Eastern Conference. They're behind the Milwaukee Bucks by a large margin, but they're behind the Milwaukee Bucks. They're they're clearly the second best team in the East as of today. This is no, 
hang your head loss. This is no, I can't believe they lost to that team loss. Yeah. But when you compound it on the fact of how poorly they played the last three times at home, then that's when it becomes a little bit of a, what's going on here? Kind what What's what's mean, happening? Yeah. One game, well, one really great game, and that's what, it's also making it so confusing. They play so poorly against Los Angeles at home. Then they play maybe the best game we've seen them as a complete team against Minnesota. Yeah. And then these two clunkers on Wednesday and then today, it's making it hard to really get a barometer of what this team is doing. And Are they regressing? Are they just catching? The yeah. Toronto was red hot on Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Miami threw a defense they hadn't seen in them all year. Is this just a product of the situation, or is Oklahoma City actually regressing? I don't know, just because if you look back, I know that's like a horrible answer. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, ESPN just put their lead story for tonight's game. What is it? Nuns 22-point lead, Heat past Thunder, 115-108. The picture. What? Steven it? Adams dunking on Marc Gasol. I don't know why that's the picture they what? chose for the – I'm sure that'll get corrected, but sorry, that ESPN, was just jarring. Come on, man. Yeah, so I think if you look back – to when the Rockets were here, and obviously Russell was here. That was a very good game by Oklahoma City just because they looked so good, and they you know, they got everything that they wanted that game. It was probably the best night for Thunder fans just because they got to welcome home Russ, but they also got to see this Thunder team put together a, an incredible game. It was a great performance. Everyone contributed that night, and then, uh, yeah, they lost the Lakers. And so that was kind of a weird loss, but it wasn't necessarily shocking just because the Lakers are, are such a good team. The only thing that was a little bit shocking is they were missing their three uh, best players that night. And so that was kind of confusing for Thunder fans. But then, yeah, they go to Minnesota. They put together a great game there. That's where, where Shea just has his breakout game. And then all of a sudden, now they have been pretty much put in their place by the Raptors. They had a very disappointing performance tonight against, um, oh, my gosh, who they played? The Heat. And so it's kind of like, well, what's going to happen tomorrow night when they welcome the Blazers? Because the Trailblazers are not the best team out there right now. They're definitely not the same team that they were last season. Um, a few reports have come out and said that Damian Lillard, he's dealing with a little bit of sickness, so he's pretty questionable to play tomorrow. Uh, don't know if we'll see Dame out here. CJ McCollum actually has to lead the game tonight in Dallas in the third quarter. Oh, so did Dame not even play tonight? Dame is playing tonight. Oh, he is playing tonight. But CJ McCollum had to leave the game with an ankle injury. Oh, nice. Uh, not nice, but... That'll be interesting. Um, it'll be the Mellow Show tomorrow, so that'll be that'll be a fun time, especially if you're Madison Morris and a big fan of Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. So, yeah, it's just it's kind of a weird thing if you are a Thunder fan watching this team right now because I don't want to say that they are regressing a little bit, but it kind of seems that way just because these losses have been disappointing and not because they have lost the game, but it's kind of just how they performed all throughout the game. And so I'm literally like using this fork. <laughs> I talk with my hands a lot, and I have a fork in my hand. So, yeah, she's waving video. utensils at me. <laughs> she's gonna stand back. Nobody can see that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but um, yeah, it's just gonna be kind of interesting, just because this Thunder team they have not been playing the way that Thunder fans are wanting to see them play, and I feel like they they haven't been playing the way that. We all know that they can play because they have a lot of talent and they're just not living up to that hype anymore. And so it's kind of disappointing just to watch, in, to, or to watch this team and they are maybe taking a few steps back before they take a few steps forward, maybe. Uh, I don't know. The season can be very teeter-tottery for this team. And right now I think they're just kind of in a time where this is some not great basketball being played. And so Thunder fans are probably just kind of like, eh. Yeah, and their level of competition that they're playing it. has yeah. gotten a lot. I mean, the Lakers, Toronto, Miami, great teams. Portland, teams, yes. Portland as a team that's not currently in the playoffs, but has talent. I mean, they're not oh, they're, a talentless yeah. team. They're a good team. Now, 
So their upcoming schedule, this is really going to be quite the murderer's row for Oklahoma City as far as testing them of what they want to be this year. They're going to play Portland tomorrow night. Now, Portland's also on the second night of a back-to-back. They're going to travel from Dallas up to Oklahoma City tonight. At the Houston Rockets on Monday, that game actually tips off at 4 p.m. on Martin Luther King Day. So Good times. Everyone get ready for that pregame show at 3. <laughs> so the Houston Rockets tip off at 4 p.m. The Orlando Magic on Wednesday at Orlando. And then Friday against Trey Young and his Atlanta Hawks at a 6 p.m. tip followed by a Saturday game on a back-to-back at Minnesota. So they're going to be play Atlanta at home on a Friday and then at Minnesota on a Saturday on a back-to-back this upcoming weekend. It's going to be a little bit of a test. Obviously, Portland and Houston, two very losable games for Oklahoma City, two good opponents. Orlando Magic, okay, Oklahoma City should win in Orlando. Atlanta, Oklahoma City should absolutely beat Atlanta, but then on a back-to-back against a Minnesota team who, if they made a big trade for a point guard, maybe D'Angelo Russell, between now and then, it wouldn't shock me. So what does that Minnesota team look like? And then you follow it up, obviously, by going to Dallas and Sacramento, Phoenix. They're going to have a stretch here of games of teams that maybe not be in the playoff picture, but as we've seen in the Western Conference standings, outside of the Golden State Warriors, every other team can put up a fight on any given night. Oklahoma City has a lot in front of them. It's going to make a big difference of how we perceive this team heading in to what might be the most important date in Oklahoma City Thunder as far as this schedule goes on the trade deadline in February. As we approach that number, all of these games matter. If yeah. they're, they're, they, were, they were rock solid in the seventh seed a week ago. That doesn't feel as rock solid today. No. Does that change the approach from Sam Presti of what he's willing or not willing to do with this roster? That's what we're going to be worried about here. But we've done all the damage we can do. It's time for our final thoughts here at the Flint Restaurant. From the Thunder First Take postgame show, Matt Burton, we will allow you to take the lead. What is your final thought at following this loss to the Miami Heat? I will. I'm going to give you guys a little, little question here, see if you guys can tell me what this, what this means. The last three losses, 40, 38, 41. What do you think those numbers are? Um, I was going to say three-point attempts, but I know they took 48 tonight, <laughs> so that's not it. Um, I don't know, Matt. That I is stopped. the number of points allowed in the first quarter Ooh. in their last Ooh. three losses. 40, 41, and 38, um, with 40 Gross. coming tonight, 38 against the Raptors, and 41 against the Lakers uh, earlier in the week. Uh, you just got to get off to a better start. You have to. You have to get off to better starts than that. You cannot allow uh, that many points in the first quarter. Because then you're just digging, digging yourself out of a hole the entire game. And then tonight, gotta find, you know they, these guys, they're professional basketball players. They know how to attack a zone. Uh, that's not how you do it tonight. That is not how you attack a zone. Um, but, yeah, other than that, just important stretch here. Take on this Portland other team that's struggling. Other than playing really poorly for a quarter of the game and not knowing how to score against the defense. Against other the zone. Than that, other though, than it that, it was really flawless. No, yeah, tonight – it just you can't you can't get off you can't get off to that start you just you just right. cannot get off to that start totally agree and and it seemed like each time the thunder had any sort of momentum going uh, Kendrick Nunn would hit a big shot and silence the crowd uh, Duncan Robinson would hit a big three and silence the crowd so you couldn't get any momentum tonight uh, when you're trying to get back into it and uh, that's always tough it is always indeed always tough Madison Morris your final thought tonight 
Uh, my final thought of this game is I'm not going to say what I did two nights ago and say, hey, Thunder fans, don't, like, do not panic about this. Not that bad of a loss. Things go on. Um, I would be a little bit more concerned with how this team is performing and being more of a well-rounded team. That's going to be something to pay attention to because I, I think right now Oklahoma City fans, they're really going to see or they're going to want to see guys like Chris Paul, Shields Alexander, uh, Danilo Gallinari, and they're going to want to see these three kind of pull together things. Obviously, Steven Adams, he's got to get healthy. He needs to get back near the well. Thought he played pretty well for coming back after six games being out with his ankle. Um, but, yeah, right now I think – this Thunder team, they're going to have a lot of mess to clean up because it's just been a few disappointing losses now, and I think the Thunder uh, fan base is really going to have to just bear with this team and see what can happen. So not too bad, and also want to give a big shout-out to Big K on Twitter, at Crown and Joke. She says, guys, it's 32, and after that, you're just old. Good to know. Okay, 32. So 32, that's the age. 32 is the answer. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Big K. And that's my uh, final thought. All right, my final thought is this. If Oklahoma, if I before the season started, before the before any NBA game was played, I said, "Hey, January 11th, the Lakers are coming to town with LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You're going to lose that game." Mm-hmm. Now, neither one of those guys played, but follow me here. And then the defending champions, the Toronto Raptors, are going to come to town. Come to town a few days later, and you're going to lose by nine points. And then Miami's going to come two days later, and you're going to lose by seven. I don't think any Thunder fan is blown away by that. It's because the expectations got built up by one really, really good month. And that might be who this team is. But they also could be the team we thought they were. Yeah, Both are possible. So don't freak out either direction. Be prepared to learn more about this team as the season goes on of what your expectations actually should be for them competing. Miami's a really good team. Miami's beat a lot of teams this year, and so it shouldn't shock you that they beat Oklahoma City tonight, especially without Stephen Adams and Terrence Ferguson and two starters. Well, Terrence Ferguson played seven minutes, but essentially without two starters for the entirety of the game. Final, final, final thought. Kevin Herter tonight hit a three-pointer to beat the San Antonio Spurs at the buzzer. Shout out. Do you know why this is important? Why? This was the first time the Hawks had won in San Antonio since before Kevin Herter was born. Oh, I did not know. <laughs> is that not the most that insane so thing you've ever cool. heard? And, of course, it was Kevin Herter who uh, did it for him. <laughs> Shout out Kurt Helan for that set. Man, Thank you, the Kurt NBA Heelan. is so cool. The NBA is so cool. All right, this has been the Thunder First Day Post Game Show. Thank you, Matt Burton, back in studio. Thank you, Madison Morris, for filling in for us tonight. For Aaron Davis out on vacation. My name is Chisholm Holland. We're always here at the Flint Restaurant before and after every single Thunder home game underneath the Cole Court Hotel. Come see us. We'd love to meet you. But until next time, well, which is tomorrow, this has been the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.